on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Oh, Pizza. Double cheese. After a harrowing airship voyage. Uh, you were aboard the second kiss, and a lot of stuff had happened. Uh, you apprehended a traitor, Lucky the Porter. After dealing with him, you're kind of just hanging out. You assuage the fears of some passengers on the ship. And while Sykir was hanging out with Dezen, it rained snakes. You dealt with the snakes. Uh, <laughs> it rain and snakes. Micah's angels finally make it to Cloud Reaver Keep. You see in the distance, Cloud Reaver Keep it is a fortress city, like these big walls built on top of like a mesa. You can see smokestacks coming out of it, and it has a bunch of different like docks extending out and a bunch of airships like docked there and take care of some business before heading out to the spell scarred desert i heard you had a little bit of a rough and tumble passenger yeah just follow me i'll take you there you better give him back his broken glasses oh yeah these are his glasses not the shards of the glasses you are a monster well if he can't see he can't try to escape ask these guys it's practical sense that's cruel, but practical sense. Thank you. <laughs> it's time for a pit stop. How about we go back to my room and you can show me a little bit more fast. <laughs> I bet I can make you feel lighter than air. <laughs> now. Hey guys, Derek here again, and I just wanted to jump in before the episode to remind you all that we're doing a commission giveaway. Uh, we have a Google form linked in the episode description where you can sign up to win a commission by our very own Drow. Uh, Drow is an incredible character artist and does all the headshots for our characters on the show. So if you want to get your own custom commission done by Drow, make sure to fill out the Google form for the giveaway. Uh, I will be announcing the winner in next week's episode, so if you want in, be sure to get your entry in before Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. That's all I got, so please enjoy Season 3, Episode 45, Snake and Egg Breakfast. So I wanted to ask you guys about some favorites that you might have. Now, uh, before we get into these favorites that I want to talk about, uh, I want to just lay some groundwork on what I consider favorites. Oh. Because some people treat favorites as like this all-time thing that's like a standard. Uh, and in my opinion, as someone who can't remember everything that I like all the time, it's, it's stupid. Uh, so favorites are just like the things I like that I can remember. Eh. And there's no like set number like this is number one. Yeah. This is number two. It's just like a group of three Agreed. or five, right? Yeah. And then like things can come in and out of that as uh, as needed, more or less. Um so I wanted to ask you guys, because I've been thinking about movies recently. I've been watching more movies a little bit, which is like one a month, <laughs> more than I normally do. I'm not a big movie person. Yeah. It's just not my medium. Um, but I like the movies that I like. I wanted to go around the table and talk about like, what is your top three favorite movies? Keeping that in mind that favorites can be this thing that are nebulous and don't need to be like strictly ranked. Subject to change. Exactly. Anyone want to start us off? Not with, me. Don't start I, I got with it. me. You said three movies, three and movies. I already had three. You're I, like you. I don't watch very many movies, uh, but I have watched uh, more movies than normal in this past month. So first off, I'm gonna do one of the old ones. I love 
Love and Monsters. Oh, really? What uh-huh. is this movie? It is a movie the world has ended because insects and other creatures have become larger. People are surviving in like underground bunkers. And it's about a guy who leaves his bunker because he wants to find his old girlfriend from before all this happened. Aww. And he is most likely going to die because he has no survivability, no no good surviving abilities uh, for the post-apocalyptic world. Uh, and it's a wonderful movie. It's great. I love it. I've watched it two or three times now, and I recommend it to everybody I can talk to. Second movie, one I have just recently, recently watched, uh, Knives Out. Okay, I a haven't seen that. Fun detective clue like movie with a nice little twist halfway through it, nice little twist at the ending, and I loved it. It's got the guy who's played James Bond like in the most recent couple of movies, Daniel Craig, I think. Uh-huh. He plays the smart detective. Uh Captain America's in it, but he, he's a jerk. Um Oh, so like how he was in Chris Evans. Fantastic Four. Worse. But yes, actually. Oh, so like how he uh, was in a Scott Pilgrim. Yes. There we go. Uh, and it's it's got a lot of like really good actors and actresses in it. It's a good movie. Uh, highly recommend. But then again, a lot of people highly recommend Knives Out. It makes me really want to see the second one. Mm. Um, number three? Number three. Uh, I'm just going to combine three movies into one because they're all the same movie. John Wick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's I about right. like a good action movie and all three John Wicks are good action movies. It surprised me because they do have a singular ongoing storyline. It's not like first movie, you killed my dog, I want to kill you. And then second movie, like you my second dog how fucking yeah, dare my you second dog how dare you kill my they, they are related they're an actual ongoing storyline one thing from one movie leads to the next right um it's just and i didn't expect that yeah and it's just like uh, as far as i can tell they have a keen eye for detail in their action scenes john wick reloads all the time <laughs> there are many times where he runs out of ammo and just chucks his gun at people to serve as a distraction so we can get closer and just stab them. And it's just something that I noticed is you can count the number of people that survive his fights on one hand throughout three movies because there is, without a doubt, he finishes every person he fights. If he yeah. has a gun in his hand, he finishes them with a bullet to the head. No questions asked. If it's you see him snap necks and when he has to use a knife, you'll have no doubt those people are dead. This is not like playing a video game like Payday 2 where you're like, I've just shot... 500 SWAT team members. (laughs) But statistically, some of them are going to survive because, you know, bullets to the chest are not always lethal. They can just incapacitate. That's not like that with John Wick. He kills them all. Um, And it's it's a little attention to detail about how ruthless this assassin is when he decides he has to be ruthless. Um, And Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves. He is so professional in the revenge is something that happens. Yeah. Like people understand, and it's my favorite thing because the ongoing joke through all movies is, "Hey, John, you uh working again? Working again?" <laughs> and he's like, "Most of the time, I'm just handling some old business." And it makes it really pay off the one time he does say he's mm-hmm. working. Uh, I highly recommend those movies. Very good. That and sounds great. So that's a uh, Love and Monsters, Knives mm-hmm. Out, John Wick. Good picks. Good picks. Drow. <sighs> I did actually just see 
all three. I think they're the fourth one is out now. Yeah, the fourth one's either yeah. about John to Wayne be movies. or is out. Yeah. And they were actually really good, but then oh, again, yeah. I've loved Keanu Reeves since I knew oh, that a f- person was able to be loved like that who was not family. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. I, I love Keanu Reeves like I love, like I should love family. Uh, <laughs> Matrix raised me. It did! Okay? It did. And uh, if I'm going to talk about just movies that I really enjoy, I'll go with like a recent one. One that stood the test of time. And I don't know, just like a one that I keep on thinking about. Recent one, Puss in Boots and the Last Wish. Oh, that I was want to see it so bad. So cute and so good. And it had it had good emotion. It had amazing animation. Like, if you liked the animation from uh, Into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. you'll probably like a lot of the scenes in Puss in Boots. Oh, mm. cool. Except it's more colorful mm-hmm. somehow. It's. I mean, it's. It's a cart. It's a fairy tale. I mean, to be fair, yeah, they kind of had it in a cityscape Mm -hmm. within the Spider Verse, but they still had like paintings, and they had the characters really vibrant. They did that too, and everything was just amped up in terms of saturation, and I loved that. It was so stylized. It was grand. I can't wait to see what they do in the next one because it seems as though they're going to have Shrek. I would love to see an updated version of Shrek. Yeah. Anyways, I'm getting off track. The one that I've loved kind of that's has stood the test of time is Hell's Moving Castle. Oh, oh. you stole one of mine. Yes. Classic. You can still use it. You can yeah. It's your favorite. You still use it. Mm-hmm. I already know everything's going to be okay. I just get the opportunity to like lie back, have something familiar happen in the background that's colorful and distracting and relatively peaceful. Yeah. Uh, and if I watched again, usually I notice a new little detail like, oh, look at the way the feathers split off of Hal's neck or, oh, look at the little ruffles on the dress. Everything, everything is so lovingly crafted. There's something new every time. And one that I just, that just pops up every so often in my head, either The Secret of Nim or Anastasia. That's, that's good. Those are good picks. I don't know if I've seen The Secret of Nim. I've never seen The Secret seen of Nim. I actually didn't watch it until like... A year or two ago where I got my last COVID booster yeah. and was very sick and trapped on the couch and we watched The Secret of Nim and it uh-huh. was a trip. Oh, no. It was fun, though. It's just yeah. been a hot minute. Yeah. Anastasia is also really good, though. Oh, I I, also, I, Anastasia VHS. is Also choice. the original Matrix movie. I, <laughs> I, attribute, <laughs> I attribute the original Matrix movie to a lot of my syndromes <laughs> those are some good picks so you got uh Howl's moving castle puss in boots movie the new one uh-huh and then anastasia or uh secret of nim secret of nim yeah that's pretty good so on to you cat so this is hard because i hate picking favorites and i have this feeling like i have really immature childish movie taste and all but you know what I don't care. All our listeners enjoy our immaturity. <laughs> I know. Fart right now. I know. Do it. Okay. What? How's Movie Castle? Oh, you shut up. <laughs> I feel like it's cheating to say it because someone picked it, but I and? love that movie. That was movie. your favorite. I actually know, but I don't want to take like, the I want. <laughs> I, mean. I want to make Sophie's yellow dress from the end of the movie to have. Like, I love that movie. It was my first Studio Ghibli movie that actually, like, I liked. It took me a while to like some of the other ones. I had to learn my way into it, but I, I liked Hell's Moving Castle. I even read the book. Oh. Um, but I like that one. Um, there's a series of movies. And 
it's similar to say like National Treasure, but have any of you ever heard of The Librarian? Oh, yeah. um, I have yet to watch them, but I have heard you talk about them a lot. I want to say I discovered those before um, National Treasure, but I like Treasure Hunter movies like that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen these. That's interesting. Um, Honestly, that does not shock me, Nancy Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love stuff like that. And um, the, the last one was the hardest uh, because like my all-time favorite movie is Beauty and the Beast. Oh, of course. But, yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. Easy peasy. But uh, mm, I should probably pick a different one. Though I like stuff like that. Yeah, just if that's Allow your favorite. Your favorite. <laughs> Some favorite uh, stick. Beauty and the Beast is my first ever like movie that I stuck with and all. I think technically it would be The Lion King, but the Be- Beauty and the Beast is my favorite. And... Yeah. If you ever get a chance to watch The Librarian, it's like a trilogy. And the first and second one are I'm trying to remember which is which, but they're good. They're uh they're like one of those weird sort of low budget type things, mm. but it was the start of my um treasure hunter movies. Well, well, I want to take an aside real quick. Have you seen the Nancy Drew movie? I was, yeah, I was yes, about to ask and the same. it was so so. <gasps> okay. I enjoyed that movie. Okay, but you see, my Nancy Drew was reading the books. And playing the computer games. And the Nancy Drew in the movie was... Perfect. Preppy. Perfect. The Nancy the Drew I read got in trouble and didn't, you know... Ultimate Mary Sue. <laughs> but intentionally. Well, like the Nancy Drew I knew was like totally out of her time and uh-huh. solving mysteries when women and girls weren't supposed to do that. And she couldn't even have a mom in the books because a mom in that time period wouldn't have let her do all the things she did. Like that's literally why she lived with dad. <laughs> what did it cost, Nancy? My, my mother. Mom. My mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! And I had a Junior Dragons trilogy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's good a good mention, one. Yeah, that's honorable mention. One. Oh man, those are good. Yeah, those are good movies. God, the second one, particularly. Oh, brutal, brutal. Ah, it's so good. Yes, I remember you pushed me into the theaters to see the second one, if I remember right. I saw the first one in Real D. It was my first real, one of my first Real D movies. I think that that was, yeah, yeah. I think that you and I saw that together. Oh, that came out in 2014, so we probably did see it together. There's some good picks. There's some good picks. What about you, Fair DM? I had to think about a lot because the first two come to me really easy. And you have to understand something about me with movies is that, like, because I'm not really into movies, I like what I like and, like, what I like does not always overlap with what is like good popular and like objectively good from a film perspective. Cause I have this minor qualification of, I did have to take a film class in college <laughs> or something. You did? Yeah. I, I, I took it as one of my, um, there's like a certain number of requirements uh-huh. you have to take. And I filled one with a film class. And so like, I have an idea of what people like look for in like movies that makes them good. That doesn't matter. But what I is, don't who care. Cares? What is yeah. good is determined by he that holds the bees. And I don't make no, uh, uh, I'm not trying to be a film critic at all because that class exposed me to a ton of movies that more than I'd ever watched mm-hmm. like in the past couple of years. Um, but like most of the things that like I can say objectively are probably not great, but I love them. Tell and I me. can't explain it. You don't have to, you don't have two. to be great. No, I think if I had to pick one is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, That's a good movie. I love that, that one movie. was so just out there. Yeah. I love that in movie the, so much. In the effects. 
where they kind of overlaid comic bits. It's so, that was so good. It's like like the Lego movie isn't one of these for me, but it, it stands out to me as a movie that's so well written because the dialogue and comedy is like jam packed. The writing is like so tight. But Scott oh, Pilgrim is like a live action version of that. <laughs> Scott Holm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he just, just missed, missed him. <laughs> yeah. He just left. I've never seen that. Oh, Scott Pilgrim I, is such a I good movie. I should show you that. I should show you that one in a night's time. The tale. first time I watched that movie, I was in college and me and my roommate Jack were doing pizza night or movie night. Oh, yeah. And so we specifically watched stupid movies and that made the cut. And it was so fun. That's like one of the best ones we ever picked to watch. Um, hilarious i and another thing that's really important for me with movies is soundtrack and the soundtrack for scott pilgrim is awesome <laughs> is it's so good good music makes a movie overplayed i love in our it home. so much i play it all the time um uh next one uh going off of soundtrack is i love the 2010 tron movie yeah. Tron legacy yeah i love that uh, movie so much i haven't seen that one either I enjoyed it when it came out, but like when I watched the Tron Uprising TV series, I fell more in love with it. Oh. Uh, and it has the Daft Punk soundtrack. Yeah. I, oh my goodness. I want to I talk to you about that because I just, for the first time yesterday, saw the D-Rezzed music video. And it's yeah. so fucking cool. It's so cool. Because you have the Dafted Punks come into the, to Flynn's Arcade. They kick a machine and it turns on and it starts playing the little... as the of the the backbeat yeah you go into the machine it opens up with the actual backbeat and the music video it's it's just jousting on tron bikes at Uh first you think and then it pulls back and you see that they are tron horses Ah! it's so good it's so nifty (laughs) oh my goodness i also just love the idea of tron like digital world oh yeah computer like that's super cool um that that movie Tron is the Matrix for kids. That movie isn't a bad movie by objective means, but it's not. It's also not quite a like good all time classic. But I love Tron Legacy. It's hard to make a classic when a movie series already has a classic in it. Sure. Um, well, I don't know. That? I don't know if it, I don't know if the first Tron is considered a classic. Or I've not. always heard it. Everybody that I've, I've never seen it though. It. Oh. Um, Michael really really wants to push me to see it, and I'm like, it's dated. It's it's, it's probably going to suck. I mean, Jurassic Park, you could say, is dated too, but it still holds up. To be fair, I don't that. think that there were as many beautiful practical effects. Oh, no, not it's at all. It's also like you got, you know, CGI-ified Tron with Daft Punk music as your, like, baseline. Uh-huh. It's going to be hard to go yeah. back. Oh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and, I got into that, and then Derek and I immediately launched into Uprising. Yeah. So there was a lot of slick, stylized but slick CGI. That was a good TV that show. Was such a so good TV good. show. So sad that it ended. I, I love that show. On a cliffhanger will, too. I will make every single animation employee at Disney dangle off the same cliff. Oh my goodness. But mm-hmm. I love Tron. One of the best experiences I've had recently is over Christmas, New Year's. <laughs> I got ludicrously high on edibles. Oh my God. And watch Tron like after all the Christmas stuff was over and like I was just ready to dump a bunch of stress. I got like stoned out of my gourd where I started seeing film grain in real life. <laughs> Should do that and then watch the original Tron. Maybe. I probably would be really oh enjoyed it. But I was like one of the best viewing experiences <laughs> of that movie because like whenever you're being high makes everything just more interesting. 
And so whenever you're watching that movie about being pulled into a computer, it just like sucked me in. I was couch locked and it was beautiful. Um, the boys came in late on us. Oh, it was great. The I woke third up movie. way later. So I had to think a lot about the third movie because there's a lot of <laughs> other ones. Um, but whenever Drow was talking about early 2000s movies, it came to me. It's Treasure Planet. Oh. Yes. Oh, Treasure Planet. I love oh. Treasure Planet. I love Treasure Planet. Again, yeah. the okay. soundtrack. Yeah. So good. So my, there's so many people. Oh, go. Sorry. My only irritation with Treasure Planet was that just like the princess and the frog. Zero Muppets. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. We already uh, have Muppet Treasure Island. Uh, <laughs> those movies were Disney's final nail in the 2D coffin. Oh, uh, yeah. But they were so good. Uh-huh. Like also Atlantis that time. Oh, period. Atlantis. Yeah. Oh, so good. That was. And Home on the Range. I love the movie. It was. That one deserved to kill 2D animation. I still love it. What did you it do with it. Uncle Sam? Yes. <laughs> they were like, they weren't advertised the right. Rico? Oh, no. Neither it, of them were advertised right. I don't think that they did well in the box offices they were because used of that. To they kill were 2D. used as an yeah. excuse to kill it. But they're so good. Oh, oh but Treasure man. Planet was so good. The same way that I'm worried that What's Her Fuck and The Last Dragon is Raya going to be like, dragon. oh yeah, don't you see that uh, a, 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 a non-romance-based princess movie with a more original story sold don't bad? Don't start on Ryan the Last Dragon. That movie stupid. was crappy. Stupid. So poorly written. Disney does things to manipulate the masses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my honorable mentions, though. Uh, I'll just try to keep it brief because I could talk about a lot of movie series as I like. Hmm. I thought about the Bourne movies because I like the old Jason Bourne movies. I can't believe that you made me watch that. You only the, watched one. I enjoyed Jason them. Jason Bourne was good. Jason Bourne was f- what? Okay, it's entirely off topic. We could talk about this later. Okay. okay. Uh, but just, if you, just, just send it in the Discord if you want to so understand, If you want to understand my sense of humor, the other ones I was kicking around were, of course, Monty Python, The Holy Grail. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Were-Rabbit. <laughs> the OG SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Where it should have ended. Chicken Run. <laughs> yeah. Chicken Run is clutch. I had Chicken Run on a, Did on you a just VHS. Say Chicken Run is clutch. Classic. Okay, Classic. good. I got cut out. It was very boring. <laughs> it was very boring. Oh, flash before my eyes. It's very boring. My grandma got me that VHS. And uh, last but not least, in terms of sense of humor movies, Hoodwinked. Oh, oh I, I loved. Hoodwinked. I was glad when I found other people who loved Hoodwinked. I love that I movie like, so much. I looked at it and I'm like, unobjectively, this is an ugly movie. It's so no horrible. one's gonna like it. I but love I it. Loved the, it. Okay, My the beloved. animation is so disgusting. Yep. Disgusting. The voice acting some. is cringe. Oh my God, the the the, the, si- the little side cuts where they show Red in this karate outfit just kicking the <laughs> shit out of people. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh. It's something that I would expect nowadays to come from like a bored college student. Right. The lowest budget, just pump out a movie. Mm-hmm. Nonsense. The, the dialogue in the writing. Something, hilarious. Oh my God. Something that what's his face we on don't YouTube arrest would trash for entertainment. From, we don't arrest oh. people for being creepy. Oh, oh we don't. <laughs> I, I have, I have an honorable mention that yeah. I didn't even, I can't believe I didn't think about. I love a goofy movie. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Extremely I goofy movie too. I love both of them. I, I love uh, them. Oh, Pizza. Man. 
double cheese. Extremely goofy there was movie a was period a classic in our house. In my sister and our friend's life where we would watch that movie every Friday. Oh, oh that's And cute. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> and it just, it never gets old. Do we have that, Derek? Extremely goofy movie? Yeah. Either of them. They're both amazing. I liked the first goofy movie better only because I, I thought that the, 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 the father son dynamic was a little bit more wholesome. The second one's weird. The second one's good for being weird. The second one. (sighs) Accurate, accurate depiction of fraternities in college is an accurate depiction of a, a, of a codependent parent. That's fair. Right up until the end. And that, well, that's the point. Yeah. Though. Yeah. It, it doesn't sit well with me because, you know, uh-huh. parent issues. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but Bradley Uppercrust, the, the third, third. <sighs> the way that he was just <laughs> so distinguished right at the front and then they immediately drop it as he just descends, descends into the madness. The first one is a classic to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, goofy movie's great. I also uh, love the little red haired bitch. She's adorable. Maxine? Is that her name? Roxanne. Roxanne. <laughs> no, I think Maxine is from a horrible CGI one. Watch out, man. I got a biscotti. I'm not afraid to use it. Oh, my God. Goodness. Oh, we just stopped talking about movies and start oh, talking you about slay this me, game. Tiger. I could do movies all day. Before the uh-huh. Star Stone was raised, the Wizard <laughs> King's necks and Goofy warred with one <laughs> another. Scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable, magical kingdom far away. Uh, From the glowing ashes of the man away, Rose Alkenstar. I really wanted to say Disneyland. The city of small. Alkenstar! I'm a (laughs) troll. No! I hate you. This is my nightmare. Factories and clockwork wonders. Clockwork wonders! Oh my god. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a non-stop race to stay ahead of the competition. Competition! And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. Oh, they look me in the, the eyes when you do are it. The outlaws of the Falcon Star. The outlaws of Falcon Star. Surrounded by oh. idiots. Oh, oh, Mick, uh, Mickey Mouse and the Three Musketeers. Musketeers. That's Barely remember one. it. Oh, it's such nope, a good Nope, never movie. saw it. Don't want to. <gasps> Stupid a... commercial. Ruined it for me. Oh, it's good. It is actually a good movie. <laughs> it's, good. it's a musical. I hate musicals, and I love that movie. I. Bad guy song. You know, honestly, what I would really like to see created mm. is I like oh the God. idea of various Muppet movies. Oh, oh I'd man. love to see a Phantom of the Opera Muppet movie. Oh man, Muppet Treasure Island. Phantom of the Opera. Just, oh I think God. it'd be a hoot and Muppet good music. Treasure Island, my uh-huh. beloved. I remember showing that to Drow. Drow had never seen it as a I've kid. I've never seen it. Oh, we need to have a watch party. <laughs> oh, no. I want to see it, but I never you have. You will catch yourself so many times in that movie, like, Margarita what is happening? Oh, hello, Long John. <laughs> 
<laughs> you'll just you get to the I think it's at cabin fever where you just be like what is happening what is happening you know the only remakes of movies that should be made are Muppet remakes absolutely, absolutely. agreed or, 100% uh, we need to we just start live playing. action things should be made in the animated ones we, yes that this, too this banter survived the prompt we need to start more playing more banter more banter or this is just going to turn into a movie oops all banter oops all banter oops all banter it's going to be a movie podcast from people who don't watch a lot of movies uh, so the first thing we need to talk about uh, before we hop into where we were uh, is you guys leveled up you hit level 6 and we should tell mm-hmm. the audience no we didn't yes you did no you we were at level 7 you hit level 6 no. we hit seven. level 6 <laughs> stop that you stop that <laughs> no really I, I thought I'd gladly, seven. I'll gladly you go stop to that. 7 <laughs> you stop that <laughs> don't give me the finger guns you stop it remember kids just as often as your DM gaslights you, you can you gaslight, gaslight your DM. Your DM. Your, your DM is the only person you should gaslight. That is a joke, by the way. Don't oh. lie to your DM. I'm not joking. Level seven. <laughs> so at, at level six, uh, all of you are going to get your class feat. You, and of course, because we're doing free archetype, you'll get another free archetype feat and a skill feat. I, I just saw that I have incredible initiative. And I don't think I've used that at all during level five. Oh, my, oh God. my God, Jacob. I've got so many abilities. I start having trouble remembering them now. Woo! Maybe I did remember. I just don't remember remembering. Jesus. Um, but <laughs> let's talk about what each of you got. So it should be a class feat, a free archetype feat, and a skill feat. Um, and then Psyche here, I think you get spell stuff. But uh, Jacob, what did Chester get at level six? Chester got level six. He got hit points of a predetermined type set. I couldn't tell you. Uh, he got... I, I got one very fun class feat. I don't want to tell you because I want to pull it out at random and okay. shock you and ruin your day somehow. Great. Um because excited. at just the right time, I think it could be useful. I will say this. This class feat for anybody looking on Archives of Nethys or in their books is going to cost me a pretty penny to use constantly. Mm. So we'll find out if I use it constantly. Honestly, the biggest deal for Chester this level is I used the free archetype feats to get... Uh, uh, expert alchemy. So when you, uh, my my archetype for alchemists lets me make a certain number of alchemical things every day. Yeah. But I can't go event above my advanced alchemy level, and because this is only a dedication, that was stuck at one. So I could not make any bombs higher than first level items. Now, because of expert alchemy, I can make items up to level three, Oof. which means my bombs that I make every single day, which I can now make six batches of two um i can now make level three bombs which do 2d6 or 2d8 depending on the bomb it's a big deal that is a very big deal and i'm very happy about that that has increased chester's damage dealing capability a whole lot and then i also got the skill feat that lets me roll to uh, to trick magic item i get to try to attempt to trick magic items that i am in fact a spellcaster of that type when i am wink wink not actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty awesome. Yes. Psych here, what you got going on at level six? I don't remember what I got. I got a new spell. Um, I got a feat uh, where I can help cure diseases oh, and, that's and your remove skill feat. poisons. Yeah, more. yeah. Uh, I got a feat where I can withstand being distracted from my magic a little bit better. 
and you got the free archetype one for your wellspring stuff, right? Uh, oh, the one, one that I can give the the who's it, what's it, the wellspring to another person. Yeah, it's better than yeah. that though, because it's like if you get taken to zero, uh, if a crit hits you, or if a or if you fail a saving throw like critically, so taken to zero, get hit by a crit, or critically fail a saving throw, you get to roll your wellspring surge again. So you, if you succeed, another spell back, which is choice. Yes. And if you critically succeed, you can instead choose to, instead of like getting the critical effect of rolling your wellspring, you could uh, make the person who did whatever bad thing to you have to roll in the wellspring table, which is it's pretty cool. I just realized, I don't think you ever used your level one spell that we got from your last wells, wellspring surge, but Uh-oh. we can assume you did that so I mean, we don't blow up. Well, that we haven't a... done healing from that fight, so you could have just spent oh, yeah. that whenever yeah. we do it. You could also have used it for your, um, because you got to pick, you could use it for your uh, Kamehameha if you wanted. Ka? Me? Ah? In your Radiance Torn. Yeah. Uh, Cat, uh, what did Eleanor get at level six? Um, I know you're excited about this. <laughs> Ever since I built Eleanor up, I'm waiting for level six because now she has attack of opportunity. Mm-mm. Baby. Mm. I've been waiting for this. I wanted it so bad. I also gained Dodge Away. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, which is another I have so many reactions. Yeah, um, you do. I if if they fail their attack against me, I can move. Like a oh. step. So that's exciting. And I hit harder and I'm more acrobatic and it, it's just nice, but that attack of opportunity. That's so happy. Good. That attack of opportunity is clutch because there's not a lot of things that have it. Um, versus 1E where the default is everyone does it and you just get better at it. In this game, the default is no one has it. Um, so that is spicy. Um, but yeah, cool. Level 6. And for anyone following along at home uh, with the Outlaws of Alconstar Adventure Path, you may notice that for a milestone system, uh, way of leveling up, we're actually ahead of game uh, for level ups. The party by the book should still be at five for the next little bit. Uh, And that is because we're going to try a new way of balancing. Uh, Specifically because we have a party of three people. I have found out through some advice on like forums uh, and some testing on my own that if uh, you have a party, the game is balanced around a party of four people the same level, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a party of three people, um, the math works out that if your party is all one level higher, it is the same rough challenge to them as if they were a party of four people. So like, uh, because like the same challenge for four people is harder for three people by the way um, mm-hmm. experience and like CR or, or whatever is calculated. There's a, the, there's the table I talked about way long ago, which shows you how to like balance encounters with a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, this is and anyone who's looking at the core rulebook. This is uh, the encounter budget on page four eighty nine of the core rulebook. Uh, but basically, the way the math works out most of the time is if you have a party of three people, you just level everyone up one, and they'll be roughly the same account encounter budget as a party of four people, one level lower. Um. It's not all the time, but it's most of the time. Um, so that's why you guys have had it rough and I've had to do the hit point adjustment a lot of times to keep things reasonable but even then it's like you still get hurt a lot so what I've done before now 
um, and the build up to this is just give things the weak template most of the time unless it's already an easy encounter uh, to kind of simulate this and now I'm just going to bump you up a level so that you're right where the book expects you to be um, in terms of balance so we'll see how it goes we can always adjust back but I think because I've run a lot of tests through the encounter budget thing and you should basically be exactly the same as a four person party um, because of the way that you'll have less actions basically so that makes you weaker but being a level higher makes you more like one plus one more likely to do stuff right mm. so it should what, work out what worries me the most is we don't have four people to spread damage across mm. one way to think about it is in a four person party the what you guys are missing is like a buffer more or less or, yeah. or a debuffer sometimes you do a decent amount of debuffing with flat footed so instead of having that other person to lend those plus ones or in minus ones to enemies, you're getting that from being a level higher, right? So it, True. it's going to work out mostly the same. Because you know how like in your three-person party, you always feel like you're off by one whenever you hit or like the enemy hits against your raised shield or whatever. It's like always like one higher than your defense or whatever. Um, this should alleviate that because normally this would be done again by like a buffer or a debuffer helping you guys out. Mm. Cool. I look forward to seeing the math and play. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. It's been a long panter and a long buildup, but let's hop back into this game. Back to the game. Uh, when we last left you guys, uh, you were aboard the second kiss and a lot of stuff had happened. Uh, you apprehended a traitor, Lucky the Porter, uh, who had been a gilded gunner in hiding, uh, tried to sabotage the ship and uh, prevent you guys from getting to the Spellscar Desert. After dealing with him, you're kind of just hanging out. You assuage the fears of some passengers on the ship uh, and you were keeping an eye on things, making sure everything was in ship shape. <laughs> you mean dirigible shape? Dirigible shape. Oh. Oh, you had to go check on the horses. The <laughs> <laughs> poor horses. Uh, but you uh, kept watch throughout the night. Um, and while Sykir was hanging out with Dezen, it rained snakes. You dealt with the snakes. Uh, <laughs> it's a rain of snakes. You fought them off uh, pretty handily. Although some of you got a little bit poisoned from it. Um, and then you basically spent the night hanging out with uh, Farah and Dezen. Uh, Dezen, who uh, the second kiss is his beloved, uh, taught both <laughs> Sykir and Eleanor briefly how to fly the ship. And... And lo, another ship crashes. <laughs> uh, but you, uh, you made it through the morning. Uh, everyone kind of came down as Dezen was going back to get some sleep and Farrah was taking over for the rest of the day. Um, you see in the distance, uh, Cloud Reaver Keep it is a city, uh, fortress city, like these big walls built on top of like a mesa. Um, you can see smokestacks coming out of it. Not a ton of like skyscrapers though. And it has a bunch of different like docks extending out and a bunch of airships like docked there. Uh, dropping stuff off, doing trading, whatever else. And you're coming up at it real early in the morning. It's like, well, I say real early in the morning. Early for me in the morning. It's like 7 a.m. and you're heading in. Uh, you see it in the in the distance as you're approaching. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Park the ship. Should we, if we drop off Lucky ourselves, should we disguise ourselves? Well, I'm sure they can. Can they call in like and have the guards meet us when we land? 
Is there an air tower here, or are just people landing willy-nilly? I really want to, because I want to shove my face in the microphone and do the whole, like, air traffic controller voice. But I don't think radios are invented here. Okay. And magic is unreliable. Fair enough. Um, That's why sending would sound like a radio. <laughs> they send a horse. <laughs> this comes gall- galloping up the to the The Pony Express. <laughs> <laughs> they release ponies from a coop. Oh my goodness. They fly we up. land. <laughs> but like, seriously, should we disguise ourselves to drop off Lucky? Nah, we're not wanted here. That's true. Okay, just checking in. Yeah, but uh, as the morning fade uh, comes in, uh, you serve up your snake catch. Oh, yeah. Eggs. Cook it up. <laughs> uh, to the passengers, because it's in the distance. It's going to take you a little while to come Looks in. Looks like meat's back on the menu. <laughs> uh, you come in and uh, you just serve everyone up meat. They don't question what it is or where it's from. They know where it's from. That's they know fair. what happened, mm. especially Finn. But we serve it in a fancy preparation, so it's... Make, you know. a, make a crafting check, Chester. Oh, you took shit. charge on this. You can't devise a stratagem. It's 11 plus 4. No, wait. I think it's 15 now. 11 plus 15. That's a 26. 26. You make some good snake and eggs. Chester don't care about presentation, though. That's all Eleanor. Oh, fair Eleanor enough. uses performance to improve your, te- your presentation. Roll. I don't know why you make it try to look fancy. It's just food. We're supposed to eat it. And she gets a 17. He looks good. And you can only do so much with with snake and eggs. That's fair. Uh, everyone enjoys snake and eggs for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> so dumb. Uh, it's a beautiful morning. The sun's shining through. There's not any kind of crazy uh, mana wastes weather. Again, you can see those little bits of like what looks like magical aurora borealis over parts of the sand dunes below you. It's so pretty. Uh, and you come in and you park. I think Finn and Brim have like their bags and like their traveling clothes on because they're getting off at this stop. Um, Usuvu and Solasa look like they're ready to go because you know you're probably going to be stopped in here for a number of hours to refuel, check on the ship. But those two are planning on going with us into the desert, right? Right. They're okay. not hopping off here. They're just going to stretch their legs and port. Um, Finn, Brynn. Yeah. I know our ride was bumpy, but thanks for coming along. It's all right. Sorry for, for getting stressed out over everything with uh, with uh, with uh, whatever his name was. Oh, it's understandable. We shall uh, dearly miss you. He sips coffee. He's like, boy, we need this vacation. Oh, you have a good one. Uh, and you land. Uh, they grab their bags and they walk off. Uh, you can see the sky is nice and blue. There's... Just not a lot of cloud cover, but it is the man away, so there's like normal clouds and then there's like a pink one and a green one. <laughs> <laughs> you see a snake fall from one of them. Snake <laughs> Nature. <laughs> I know more about you now. Uh and yeah. Um Farrah talks to the uh uh whoever the guy that comes up with the ship docks, um and uh basically sends him off. Uh, and he comes back with two guys in like these overcoats and they look like they have long rifles on their back and they have the hats that come down over their eyes and the big uh, mustaches. Yes. And I said, we heard you had a little bit of a rough and tumble passenger coming to pick him up. Some uh, fellow named Lucky, halfling type. Yeah, just follow me. I'll take you there. 
Now Take you go, him to the door. You go uh, to the door. Remove the wooden boards. The nails that you guys put up. We were really dedicated on not oh, letting him get out. What does that smell? Did you leave him in there with the chamber pot? Yeah, he's got a bucket. <laughs> go in. I can't see without my glasses. You better give him back his broken glasses. Oh, yeah. These are his glasses, not the shards of the glasses. You are a monster. Well, if he can't see, he can't try to escape. Ask these guys. It's practical sense. That's cruel, but practical sense. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let me... Uh, here's his glasses. I don't know if you guys can get them fixed. And uh, let me take the boards off the door. Uh-huh. Uh, and we'll give them lucky. It smells horrible in there. I'm sure he... Did he use the bucket? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Just got dumped a bucket out. Just go pour it into the out, into the bathroom section. Yeah, uh, you toss it outside. <laughs> I feel like cleaning that. You just drop it off the like dock. <laughs> yep, town. it hits a horse. It just falls into the desert. Hits a snake flying through the air. Uh, and you guys have some downtime in Cloud Reaver Keep today. If you want to take it, uh, Farrah tells you, "Look, we'll be parked here for probably about five hours. Get ship worked on. Uh, get some fuel. Maybe load up some cargo to trade." Um, Feel free to take some time. All right. So if we sell everything that we have right now, we can get 128, 1,228 silver, which is about 122 gold. Pretty good. That divided by four for the party pool is 307 silver pieces, which is basically 30 gold. Sweet. Go ahead and add that to your sheet and to the party pool. It replenishes a chunk of what you spent for... So Lessa, I think. Still don't have enough money to buy the armor rune. I know, right? Aren't they over 100 gold pieces? It's 160. Aren't you supposed to like get them around level 7, though? It says level 6. Yeah, they're level 5. Item level 5. Yeah, 5. They're just expensive. It's heckin' expensive. How much are they? 160 gold pieces. I'm just barely over halfway. How much do you have, Eleanor? 135 gold pieces and oh. 78 silver. Close. I'm, I'm saving for that one thing. I'm getting there. How much do you need? Mm, too much. It'd be 30 Isn't, gold. It'd okay. be like 30 gold. That's a lot. I'm not asking you for that much. Well, don't forget, we also have the party pool. You want to dip into that can for I dip it? into the party pool so I can be harder to hit? Yeah, how much do you need? Um, do, Isn't silver, doesn't it translate into one for every 10 for gold? Yeah. Yeah. Then that means I need I need twenty gold pieces to buy it. Uh two hundred silver ish. Yeah, go ahead and take it. Sweet. We'll still be over two hundred gold in the party pool. It's like making me a little bit harder to hit might be valuable, I think. Yeah. It's the only money thing, only anything I really want. Apply. <laughs> I will have eight silvers when I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in the same position as Wit was. Yup. <laughs> Heck yes. Alright. So uh, I'm guessing what's going to happen is you got some time on the town here in Cloud Reaver Keep, uh, and Eleanor, maybe someone else, goes out to an armor shop in the Fortress City and gets this armor rune applied. That's what I'm doing. Y'all catch some brunch uh, on one of the Skyport like restaurants. Um, you can see uh, as the ship is docked and moored here, uh, Nolby and Kevin. Up on the engines, just working on them and yelling at each other, but oh, unintelligible because sure. of the distance. Um, calls Goblin. It's crazy high pitched voices. 
guys. With that, with that rune, my armor class now is what it was when I put on the shield oh. last level. Nice. Oh. I'm at where I was with the shield. Beautiful. So, thank you. <laughs> That's a big bump. What's put on your AC? The shield. Without the shield, 24. With my buckler, now I have an AC of 26. Woof, nice. I'm so thrilled. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, that's going to be hard to crit. That's chunky. Hey, chunky. Yeah, that's all I want to do with my downtime is get my armor fixed. Yeah. I can be a popper for all I care. I don't even <laughs> care. I'm a hard-to-hit popper. <laughs> I think selling and buying stuff is like... Going to take a ton of your time. That's the majority of it. If we're only going to be here for a couple of hours, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I imagine uh, Asuvu wants to get like lunch or something with you guys later in the day. Absolutely. Totally. Let's get lunch. Where do you want to go for lunch? Steak. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Okay, go to the Texas Falcon Roadhouse. Falcon Star Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Transcends dimensions. <laughs> Don't you know, Texas Roadhouse and McDonald's is on Galarian <laughs> as well. Uh, you go to the Texas Roadhouse and Cloud River Keep. We also steaks. invite the Shield Marshal as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's have Celessa. Yeah. Come. You, you go have lunch uh, out in the town. We don't need to roleplay it unless you explicitly want to. I know the trap of uh, us roleplaying going out to eat for mm. 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have a good time. Everyone enjoys the food. Uh, I get the loaded sweet potato with the marshmallows. <laughs> they, and uh, there it is. We've already fallen into the trap. They want it, They <laughs> they listen to your story about Lucky because they didn't know what was going oh, on yeah. about it. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, you talk about where you're going in the spell scar, uh, and before you know it, unless you have anything you want to do with this little chunk of time, uh, it'll be time to head back off to the second kiss. Nope. Can't really think of anything. I might buy some stuff before we play next time, but I don't want to make us wait ten thirty hour. So I can go through every single item. This is going to take you a whole week. Yes. Yes. That's why I did my armor. I knew what I wanted. Yes. <laughs> I only Simple have. Goal. I only have any something gold. I don't know what I want. Well, I have twenty-eight silvers. I was off by two in my count. So if you need anything, you let me know. Oh, okay. <laughs> twenty-eight silvers. I'm rich. <laughs> so much money. Uh, all right, but uh, yep, you guys come back like later in the afternoon. Um, let's say uh, probably around like five o'clock uh, and the engines are like idling. Uh, Farah gets you all on board and make sure everyone's strapped in and you guys lift out of the skyport at Cloud Reaver Keep after dropping off Finn and Brim. Uh, you head towards the Spellscar Desert and it's kind of weird. To adventure! Because you see all the other airships like come and going from a couple different directions, right? Uh, not a lot of them go straight from Alkenstar because there's like a longer, more dangerous path, apparently. Mm. Um, Less dangerous path. Uh, it's it's more dangerous to go straight. Yeah, right? that's what we took. Yeah. So uh, you you see them coming this way and they're like, they're all like going these different directions one way and then you are the lone airship like heading out into the middle of nowhere. Hmm. As we're riding, Chester uh, just thought about something. They'd be like, hey, Farah. Yeah. How many airships don't, like, how many of them leave the Spellscar Desert? What do you mean? Like, how many of these say, go to, like, I don't know, Absalom or Cheliax or, you know, some places like that? Well, if you want to go out that way, Derek has to check his map. <laughs> uh, if you want to go out that way, well, you can't just, uh, you don't want to go fly over the Spellscar because it's one of the more aggressive places of uh, the Mana Waste. So if you want to go to Absalom, 
your best bet is to go from Alkenstar through a connection to Cloud Reaver Keep and you can head out through Nex. There's a couple different spots in Nex you can stop over. Uh, but if you can't get an airship to take you all the way to Absalom, which you probably can't because it's a long way and it'd be a lot of hops, you could at least hop on a ship ship and sail to Absalom. That sounds like a boring way of travel. Yeah, I would agree, but uh, airships aren't as, uh, not as big of a thing up north, apparently. That's weird. They're so efficient and safe. I agree, looks especially... At the, looks at the goblins as he sees one sitting outside smacking on the engine. <laughs> <laughs> especially since we've upgraded from the horse the horse drawn ones. That's right. Now you can go overseas. Yeah. <laughs> don't lo- don't worry, lose the don't have the risk of losing your horse At, in the uh, ocean <laughs> drowning. But <laughs> <laughs> it dangles from the lead. <laughs> <laughs> That was directed directly at Drow. Yeah. Minecraft. Who will yeah. take horses across the map in Minecraft on leads flying in the air. It's terrifying. All right, let's let's just be real. Horse-drawn dirigibles are somewhat based on your leading them around in Minecraft. It's a cross between you leading animals over the air in Minecraft and the horrible things you can do with the grappling hook in Ark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Horse-drawn dirigibles, but it's just Cat's body off the back of my griffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we played a lot of Ark Survival Evolved, and having somebody or someone's body grappled off the back of a flying thing is just a sight. You, you can let shoot go things. at just the right moment, and you get, and you get sent. sent to the other side of the map, and there's no hope it's for It's the you. most efficient method of travel if you survive. That's what the horse, horse-drawn dirigibles were all about. Back in, the, uh, back in the days of the modded Crystal Isles. Uh, uh, horse-drawn dirigibles. With the terrifying storm area. They're, they're just slingshotting you across the mana waste, and it's like a dartboard. You got to land in the right spot. Well, I'm glad we got our technology the way we do now. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I was talking to the, the whisper sheet forecaster, and apparently we're in for a bad mana storm, but I, nothing like that's going to scare me. Just be on your guard. Chester slowly turns to look at Psyche. <laughs> Let you explode. Psyche, you going to be okay in the mana storm? We'll find out. Chester inches away. <laughs> Just a few inches. Not nearly enough to make a difference if, the, I don't know, plants were to explode out of nowhere. Natural 20. To escape from plants. <laughs> Eleanor looks down at her armor. Will oh. I be glad I got this? Yeah, I'm Probably sure not, you'll actually. be glad you got it ev- eventually. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine too. If We won't have any issues. Wink. Wink. Uh... And yeah, I, I'm just going to say, so this whole day is going to be nice and like sunny weather. Um, so unless you, if you have something you want to do role play or downtime-ish wise, you basically have, we've already done this day and then the rest of the day and into the night, like if there's something you want to do or we can just fast forward. Chester's going to play uh, cards with the sheriff. The sheriff? The is that what you're calling Celessa? What's her, uh, there Oh, can go. I join? Uh, no. Absolutely. Yes. Three is better for most games. We're playing. Uh, They're playing solitaire. <laughs> solitaire. Everyone's playing solitaire. It's an introvert's we're, paradise. Uh, we're playing nerds. Playing Uno. There we go. No, we need four Unos. for nerds. Oh, that's right. No, no, that's that's Kimps. 
That's they, right. You go the up, signals. You, you go up to this, the upper deck in the game room. They have Uno. They have Life, Monopoly. Oh, no. We're going to play Life. Forget all that. <laughs> Uno. I'm going to play life. Sorry. Sorry. They have Sorry's Pirates fun. Dice. Sorry. Life. It's the game of life. Okay. Life is... I already have to go through things way too fast. Okay. okay. Do they have Mousetrap? They don't have Mousetrap. They Could do you have imagine fl- trying to play Mousetrap on a dirigible? Ow. They do have Catan. How much, Everyone does. How much would a game of mousetrap be if I were to buy it in the marketplace? <laughs> the way that you just let, gently lowered your head to your microphone. Let, let me ask you this, fair DM. How many silvers would I have to spend to buy mousetrap? All right, we're doing this then. So oh, Chester God. has investigated the game room. Is Chester a connoisseur no, no. of board games like all, Jacob is? All I need is a simple answer. Answer. No, How no, much this money? is a scene now. This okay. is a scene. Uh, you have investigated the board game room, and it has the classics, it has the old stuff, all of its use, but it doesn't have Mousetrap. Um, and you're going to go look while we're going to back up while you're at no, Cloud Reaper No, Keep. no, no, no. We don't have to do that due to my new investigator feat. Oh, no. Is this the feat you weren't going to use? I didn't expect to pull it out this soon. Go on. Uh, I have a feat called Pre. pre- Pre- Preemptive. Prescient. P-R-E-S-C. Prescient. Prescient. Prescient planner, which gives me the feats predictive purchase and prescient consumable, which lets me look into my bag uh, and pull out. Is this like the Pathfinder version of what Urist in our Forbidden Lands game has, where it's like oh. Path of Gold oh. and you like could, or Frank Path of has? Many Things, where you could just pull things out of the bag? Actually. Is it, Jacob, like Frankie has in our, in our game? Let me, you regularly create convoluted plans and contingencies using your resources to enact them. You take one minute to remove your backpack and then carefully remove an item you hadn't previously declared that you had purchased you attenuated you attenuated that you would need the item and purchased it at the latest opportunity the item must be a piece of adventuring gear and can't be weapon armor alchemical item magic item or other treasure a board game would be adventuring gear it must be common and with a level no higher than half your level and its bulk must be enough that carrying it wouldn't have made you encumbered this is what you want to use this on yes there's no limit to how many times a day I can do this. Oh my god. So how many silver <laughs> DM does mouse trap? If you need cost? silver, I want to get you here and be like, well, mouse trap is out of production in Alkenstar, so it's a rare item <sighs> or uncommon. <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> that would make you so mouse trap would be Chester's favorite game. Let's be real. All right. Honestly, let's just say it's five silver, but it's <clears throat> Just costing it out of the fact that you had it already in your adventuring gear at level one before before pretending that's where you got it from. All right. Chester will open his bag and pull out Mousetrap and say, you roll your dice, you move your mice. Let's play Mousetrap. Nah. <laughs> Die! <laughs> but, but, I want to play Mousetrap. <laughs> that was real and that was loud and it is, it is 1044. That was pure emotion. <laughs> no. Chester, no. Chester collapses to the ground and lies there. 
Okay, let's play Mousetrap. All right, we play Mousetrap. Okay, quick, quick, quick aside. Chester was an only child, so. (laughs) Have any of you actually legitimately played Mousetrap by the rules, or do you just build the contraption and knock it off? And not and let it go. I can't remember, man. I haven't. I haven't tried to play I, this game We in never so long. played it by the rules. We just built it and knocked and knocked over the cage. Yeah. Okay. Just. But curious. we're gonna play it by the rules. Uh, you play. Who's all gonna play? Chester. I join. Chester. Eleanor. Like here. Yeah. Sheila. Well, I feel people should play it. Oh. Who's gonna be your fourth player? Uh oh. Uh, the we said the shield marshal first. Okay. So. Osufu's up there just hanging out watching you guys and Celessa plays Mousetrap. Uh, Celessa, all, there we go. Let's all roll D20s. We bought the we bought the expansion. Okay. 18. 14. Nat what, what, one. what do we add to it? Just Oh, 14. Check. I Eight. lose. Oh. 18, Psychir. Mm-hmm. Psychir wins Mousetrap appropriately hey, enough. Hey, that's funny. Meow. Meow. <laughs> you play Mousetrap. Congrats. Yes. Why don't you all take hero points? <gasps> yes! Oh my god. Hot dog. For creativity. I That was worth it for hero points. <laughs> you made me giggle. Because you all play. It's a combination between Jacob pulling this out of his ass, <laughs> Drow shooting him down, and just honestly, <laughs> the whole experience we've had at Claw Rekeep. The, the, uh, the raw emotion was what did it for me. <laughs> Oh. I'm so glad that I'm a You were bitch. worried you were about to spend that silver for no reason. <laughs> Jacob's spending money in a fictional game oh. that doesn't directly benefit mm. him in role play or in actual Let's mechanics. Let's play Mousetrap. Nah. <laughs> Any sort of money spend that doesn't go into role play moments or making him better at something is just pain. It's like real life money, okay? <laughs> I want to spend it to benefit me Every or somebody. Silver is sacred. Yes. Mm. Uh, Mousetrap was fun. Oh Chester goodness. leaves Mousetrap on the ship. You know, I had an idea of how this episode was going to go, and so far it's been we talked about movies. You you docked at a thing. Well done, let's go! You bought armor and you played Mousetrap. Let's go! This is such an on-brand episode. I cannot express it enough. Hey, I have been expressing my desire to buy that armor for forever. Listen, I know, I know. Start, send the next scene to... The armor ring? Send our little movie to the next scene. I know, but you like this airship. So I, I, wanna let you I do. It's fun. It's like living out my favorite novel. I Exactly. I wanted you to play Mousetrap on the airship. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so but you play you play mousetrap. Uh, Psychic wins. They also have uh, airships and the Saltrons. Uh, oh, second cool. edition. Incredibly important question. Nice. Which color mouse was Psychic? Pink. Chester was orange. Okay. They only come in red, orange, red, green, blue, yellow. It's it's a fantasy world. Okay. <laughs> we got, fantasy, we got the fantasy trap. version. You know, Mousetrap. God, we're so off. Mousetrap is a game that would be an Alkenstar, though, with all the contraptions. Yeah. That would be Chester's favorite Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, unless you have anything else, any other board games or stuff you want to do, we can move forward. There's nothing more important than Uno. Mousetrap. Uno. Oh. Mm-hmm. We okay. should just stop the podcast. <laughs> Play Uno live to really feel how <laughs> we, this goes. Or let's play Millie Bournet. We start a game of Risk and won't leave the ship even after it's parked until we beat Risk. <sighs> <laughs> you get all the way to where you're going. And you sat down for like two days trying to finish the damn Risk <laughs> game. What's that one game that can go on for like Monopoly. years? Monopoly. Um, oh, no, never mind. 
feels like years. I don't believe it's Axis and Allies, but it's that type of game. A war game. Just with way more detail. Like an absurd amount of detail. Is it taking... It's something to do with Africa, I believe. Like Africa's in its name. It supposedly could go for a very, very, very long time. Oh my goodness. Or Monopoly. Monopoly, yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> The campaign for North Africa. There we go. One thousand five hundred hours. Damn. <laughs> that sounds like torment. Uh, I've had risk games that have been really fun that have gone on for multiple days though. Yes. They were wonderful. I lost. Love risk. Oh, I've never okay. won. Lord of the Rings risk was the worst in terms of not ending. Um, I played Lord of the Rings risk one time and got the one ring stuck on my finger. <laughs> cried. Anyway. It's the thumb cutter. <laughs> Enough board game talk. Uh, <laughs> You enjoy your flight. Um, the next night uh, uh, comes, and it's the same deal. Are you going to do watches again, or you feel more confident? Yes. I mean, for, in case something attacks, watches we should again. probably still do uh -huh. watches. Okay. And and every night, it's the same thing. Hello, Mr. Drake. <laughs> hey, Psych here. Good to see you again. You want to learn more about flying the airship? Want to get in here and put your hands on the throttle? <laughs> on my throttle? <laughs> Points to the ship's throttle. <laughs> Come on here, grab my wheel. <laughs> I was hoping to learn a little bit more about thrust. <laughs> well, you see, the throttle gives you thrust. <laughs> and he just completely... <laughs> he is a precious man who views you as a friend. Oh. oh, oh! so this wouldn't have happened if we weren't watching Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. <laughs> I don't know Freddy. what I would have done. But for the audience, I am so hooked on Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated because Fred, my beloved, oh, is a beautiful man. He's such a good man. baby boy. So. Don't worry, I'll never have feelings again. <laughs> I love him. I was so uh, worried this was going to ruin our friendship. I just don't think Tessin's picking up on it. He loves the ship, and he's like the second in command of it, and it's his favorite thing. Uh, but he's, he's eager to show you the controls he'll let you drive again. How heavy are you going to lay it on him? I don't know how heavy I want to get into this. Well, but, you don't have to get my, into it. But my, but my reputation is at stake. <laughs> Their reputation. Drow or Psykeers? You can just Both. state heavy and leave it at that. No, no, I'm not a wuss. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, but I don't think I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I don't think that I can do this while I've only got like a quarter of a functional nostril. <laughs> Hi there. I think that you're really attractive. Tell me about your thrust. <laughs> How about we go back to my room and you can show me a little bit more thrust. <laughs> I bet I can make you feel lighter than air. <laughs> hey now, Whittaper is yeah, on the ship. Down, Win. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you hang out with him. <sighs> no. We can just leave what happens there to the imagination, but it probably involves detailed Nothing. schematics of the airship. <laughs> oh my god. Airships illustrated. Um, uh, and uh, do we ever deal with you guys healing up from the last fight? Were you damaged significantly from it? We can, like, it's been a day at this point. You we could just can go just back say to full. we treated yeah. wounds. Because treat wounds will have done its magic. Treat wounds, magic. Chester didn't take any knows. damage anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but you, you have the same rotations of watches and like pilot changeouts. Uh, in the morning of the next day, all of you are up, um, and Farah's taking the controls. Um, and uh, hello, Miss Winslow. Hey, morning. Thanks for making coffee. Um, I got more snake. Oh, oh, you guys, come here. Uh, she calls oh. you all to the cockpit. Mm -hmm. See that? 
and you see this like dark. So I guess we do see it. Deep dark. It was a, a rhetorical question. Sidekick, can you make me blind so I can say no? Uh, yes. But she like lets you look through the telescope. See that on the horizon? <laughs> no. That you see this like big purple cloud that yes. kind of like changes colors to like blue and then like darker shades of red. Ooh, and there's like different color bits of lightning coming out of it. Um, and before you know it, it just kind of like tumbles and tumbles and you're in it. He's like, all right, everyone buckle everything down. Fuckle your seatbelts. We're in a mana storm. Where are the seatbelt buckles at? Do the booths have buckles? No. Oh, crap. Grab sure hold of something. Windows are tightened up and uh, just... <gasps> Did they fix the window while we were in Cloud Weaver Keep? It didn't break. It just like Pulled popped open. open. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or pushed open. Yeah, when Psychir shot the thing. Smacked they did have to, open. like, clean up the scorch damage and the ripped up bits of, like, carpet from when Psychir was, like, giving off the force damage. Um, but, uh. Psychir had to relieve excess adrenaline and just start scratching the floor. You get into the mana storm and just, like. I, I don't know how else to excuse myself, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that happens in there is it just gets dark. Like, and you have to like light the candles and everything, um, and you hear like we have the candles howling. in a blimp. We should have I like lanterns. You gotta have light. Yeah, <sighs> magic isn't reliable. <clears throat> it's probably got fire resistant wood. It's got tar. What about the fucking? Is it full of helium? It's it's not full of a flammable gas. It's not hydrogen. Oh, thank God. Okay, yeah. we good now. Uh, but yeah, like the first thing is that it just gets really dark. You hear like rain you get these weird different odors like lilac and then you smell like rotten meat and then you smell like <laughs> baking bread it's just like weird because I smell hot chocolate yes and then gold, at one point gold flavored lady uh, gray tea soap. anything you want oh at some point in time it won't always be pleasant though oh uh, uh, that's so like at one point do at you home. smell high school football locker room no I would not subject you guys to that thank you fart Yes. Uh, okay. That's but that's actually normal. just that's one common. of the passengers. That's just that was just Chester. <laughs> Chester. Uh, sorry, I had too much snake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <Some> venom. <laughs> uh, Usufu and you Celesta. ate the venom snack. Mm, tasty. Sack. Oh my goodness. Fuck me. All right. Usufu <laughs> and Celesta are down here with you, helping you like make sure the like windows and everything stay shut. And like yeah, you see the just different colors of lightning casting these like bright bathing like the inside these bright swath of different colors um and then uh you're waiting for it to break but it keeps getting stronger and i'm gonna roll something here <gasps> random oh. first off am i wow. the only one Way not to coughing tonight <coughs> sorry i choked on my air <sighs> okay uh, but I'm going to a couple of things happen. Psych here first. I want you to roll for a wellspring surge. I knew it. Why did you put Psych here in the middle of all of us? Is it six? Yeah. That's a five. All right. So Psych here is going to have a wellspring surge. And also the mana storm is going to do something. Oh, boy. Uh, so we'll handle the mana storm first. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. More snakes. I rolled the 16, which is wellspring. Oh no! Oh no! The mana storm draws magical potential from deep within a random creature. That creature rolls a d20 and uses the wellspring surge table to determine it. So I'm going to roll for who else gets a wellspring surge because you just get one automatically. Unfortunately, is this between the chance. five of us or everybody on the ship? I'm going to do the people. The the so you three and then Celessa uh -huh. and Suver. I hope okay. it's me and I get this like a second one. 
We need to spread out in this room. Eleanor. Eleanor. <laughs> well, she is part elf. <laughs> Eleanor gets a wellspring search. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm going to roll twice, and you get to pick which one you want because of your yeah. stuff. Psychir. 18 and a four. Number four is magical nemesis. Um, <laughs> you get to choose between this, which is a random creature connected to your magic or inimical to it. I don't know what that means. Appears within 60 feet. That creature should be of a level up. To quote one of my favorite books, not again. Not again. <laughs> A random creature connected to your magic appears within 60 feet. The creature should be of a level appropriate or equal to an animal summoned by summon animal. Uh, the spell level, although it can be determined on your being type, blah, 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 blah. Uh, GM determines the specific creature. The creature is unfriendly to you and friendly to your apparent enemies. <laughs> what do you want to summon and where do you want it? What, oh, what, oh, what, what was the other choice? 18. 18. Uh, 18 is going to be emotional turmoil. <laughs> a swirl of conflicting emotions overwhelm emotional you. <laughs> emotional damage. From the searching magic. For one minute, attempt a DC 11 flat check at the start of each of your turns. On a Ooh. success, gain a plus two status bonus to all attack rolls, Ooh. saving throws, and skill checks. On a failure, you take a minus two penalty to them instead. Okay. That's fine. I will take the 18. Oh, Emotional. Okay. I just imagined you summon a horse and just... <laughs> an angry horse. <laughs> angry. Is no. that your spirit animal? An angry uh, horse. Okay. I don't have a spirit animal. I have a fursona. So you could either... Fursona. I would allow you to do the animal and basically get by for free because it will just fall. I don't think that's... Fair to the animal. No, it's your Do enemy. A flying animal. It's, it's summoned. It's this not going to be. Animal actively hates you. Or you can do the emotional turmoil, which could be good or bad depending on what you roll each round. I mean, it's only ten rounds, <laughs> and it could be really, really funny to just have Psyche's fur stand on end, turn towards Chester, and start bawling. <laughs> uh, Chester moved to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> so you get the emotional turmoil then, right? Hang on. You're gonna roll. Gonna highs roll or lows. Highs or lows. Pick one. Uh, let's do high is emotional turmoil. Low is the other one. Three. That's low. That's low. All right. So what do you? What's your? What animal what embodies your uh, connection to magic? A honey badger. A honey badger, and you want it to just. <laughs> I want it to be. To be with fair, some by rules of summon, it should probably appear somewhere safe. I but want it to be with the goblins. <coughs> no, well, it wouldn't hate the goblins, mm-hmm. and no, it wouldn't goblins. be able to escape either. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion? Yes. You summon it sixty feet of you, and you see it like get swept up in an air current and go right into the <laughs> propeller of one no! of the engines. No. That's so bad. It's summoned, so it doesn't like. It doesn't die. die. It just like turns magical and fades summons. away. It summons, appears on the window. I'm so sorry. We don't have to do that. What would you like to happen to it? I just kind of want it to 
demanifest naturally. It'll just summon up somewhere Some- that I can't, that it, it, it can't it, get it to me. It sits on top of the, the airship it's, and gets in the ballista. It, it summons uh, into one of the restrooms and we just never know it's there in the first place. It leaves a big dump in the restroom. <laughs> that that disappears whenever Ultimately, it does. Ultimately, it's not going to matter because it's going to go away. Okay. Now it's well for a Suvu. Oh, no, it no, was no, Eleanor. Eleanor. Or Eleanor. I'm sorry. I, I keep forgetting. Uh, oh, no. Monstrous transformations oh, is no. five. Your head and arms transform into an exaggerated imitation of a creature connected to your magic for one minute. The GM determines the creature. Uh-oh. You gain a status bonus to weapon and unarmed damage rolls Do equal to spell level. you become like a horrifying... Uh- Approximation of Psychir. I don't know because I don't have magic. Uh, at the start of each of your turns, while you're transformed, you must succeed a will saving throw or be confused at the start of your next turn. Oh, shit. Oof. That's bad. On a critical <coughs> success, you can choose to end this effect entirely uh, and losing the status bonus. So you get a bonus, I'm going to say equal to level one. Uh, so you get a plus one bonus to your uh, a status bonus to your weapon and unarmed. Uh, damage. Damage stuff. Yeah, weapon damage. This is not um, attacks. This is damage rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll have to make these will checks. What animal What animal do you feel connected to as uh, Eleanor? A pigeon. No, What? what's what's like a really fancy fighty animal? <coughs> a <Honey> pigeon! <coughs> what? A honey badger. Another honey? No. No, uh, no. Like, a, um, like, like a boo. Maybe she. Maybe not a, a monkey. I hate monkeys. No, a boo. The fighting rooster. Oh my goodness, a rooster. A rooster? Cat. Um. I mean, cats are fighters. I want. I want to be a kitty. <laughs> what about so. a beta? <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> you won't. That's not part of the thing. You could be a shark lady. <laughs> um. Cat person. Cat person's the I'm easy gonna go one. with cat person. So you start to like grow fur on your arms and neck. Your like features become more feline. Uh, you get a little bit like buffer, I guess. Uh, and you get claws and little pads on your fingers. Ow! <laughs> uh, make a will save. Eleanor, you're turning into a cat. What kind of unholy magic do this to a person? <laughs> Eleanor, kick <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was out of the box. Jacob looked at Drow. Oh, no. Drow did the kitty ears. Um, 14. <laughs> I rolled a four. You are confused. Oh. Uh, you don't have your wits about you when you attack wildly. You're a flat oh. foot and don't treat anyone as your ally. Though they may treat you as, your, treat you as yours. You can't delay already. You use reactions. You use all your actions to strike or cast offensive cantrips. Uh, though the GM can have you use other actions to facilitate attack, uh, you get confused and you start attacking uh, whoever's next to you. Uh, I don't think they're determined randomly by the GM. Yeah. Jeez, confusion is a lot worse in this game than it is in One E. Yeah, because you just go in One E. You roll for what you do, which can yeah, you could the, do normal, which is normal. Uh, it's like only a quarter of the time do you actually attack your allies. Uh, this one, you just go attack your friends no matter what. Uh, what I'll say happens is you're going to attack... Uh, who's next to you? Me. Only Psychir. Oh, Chester. <laughs> you stop that. <laughs> Chester will go back. <laughs> you stop that. Who uh, do I attack? Uh, high Chester, low Psychir. Oh, uh, Chester. 
Great. Uh, make an attack roll against Chester. You're about to critical Chester. You can't critical. Oh, really? No. I got a 12. Total? Yeah, well, uh, what do I add to it? My unarmed You're attacking strike? me. Do your unarmed one. Oh. Uh, then Chester, that's a 26 to hit. Oh, of course that hits. Chester's only got a 21 AC. My apologies, you can crit. I was looking at the rules for attacking yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so punch Chester with some damage. So Ow. I scratch him yeah. with my new kitty claws. I don't know what your uh, damage die is for your unarmed attack. Does uh, it show you? D4 plus two. I don't right. know. Why are you looking at me like It'll that? It'll be plus three because of your stuff. Oh, so D4 plus three. Yeah, roll and hit him. Hit him. Why? Why you just... Eleanor? Why did everyone <laughs> turn to cast? damage, one short of max. Oof. Uh, and... I'll just say, for sake of narrative brevity here, if you back away from Eleanor, I don't know if she can move while being confused. She can. It just, uh. No, she just jumps onto the ceiling and holds on with her kitty claws. <laughs> uh, wow. Use all your actions to strike or cast defensive things. Or move so the target is in reach or so forth. Okay. Just well. keep moving and I can't reach you. <laughs> <laughs> so Eleanor starts acting up, and in the middle of all this, you hear uh, over the sound of the storm. Ah, there we go. Of course, the There's sound the of beating wings. You look out and you see like moving figures, uh, and you hear things thunk, 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 landing on the back part uh, and bursting through because this happens really quickly. Uh, the door here, you see... Wait, am I going to be confused for this whole these thing? These creatures. They have wings. They're oh. not harpies. Oh. Uh, they're Strix. They're not Strix. Oh. They have these strange tattoos. They have these, like, animalistic feet. Uh, and... They look insane. They have two scimitars, like one in each hand, and they like kick down the door coming into the airship after you, and we'll deal with them no. in our next episode. No. Wait, am I going to be a confused kitty person? You roll yep. at the beginning of your turn. Crap. Uh, Lol. You thought it was harpies. You were wrong. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. And we are also on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com forward slash Michael Gelfie. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.